drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Hey everybody and welcome to the second episode of our Riverdale podcast. Which we are now calling Macintosh and Maude's Chocolate Shop, a Riverdale podcast. (laughs) Sorry, we had to, we couldn't help ourselves. And so we're here with episode two, which is chapter two, A Touch of Evil. Just Touch of Evil. (laughs) Archie pleads with Miss Grundy to come forward with what they heard. Cheryl deals with the pressure of Jason's death and Jughead stumbles upon Archie's secret. All right, so first of all, we start with the recap for anybody who's joining in beforehand. Because it's always... we're going to recap the recap. Why not? Okay, this is what I have from the recap. His, you go. Luke Perry is fucking hot. That's it? <laughs> he is still so hot. <laughs> and, and I will say this. I was really more of a Brandon Walsh girl. Because, you know, he was a good guy and he was cute. But I'm sorry. Luke Perry has aged so well. Never seen I take that back. I have seen episodes of 90210 now that I talk about it. Yeah, because I was, when it first came out on DVD, I was watching it all the time. Yeah, that's kind of true. But that was the only reason. I never watched it otherwise. It was one of those shows. That we don't need to get into that. I was not allowed to watch it when it first came out because I was like in second grade. But then they started syndicating it after school at like four o'clock and my mom got obsessed with it so then we started watching the new ones we didn't have we we didn't have cable tv so Uh, anything that was syndicated was it was it was it was yeah just it happened wow yeah all right so here is the recap I, i can maybe do this in 20 seconds ready Jason Blossom's dead. Grundy and Archie are having sex. Veronica's mom needs a job. Archie doesn't love Betty. And Jason got shot? What the fuck? And that's it. That's pretty good. I know. All right, so we start off. Jughead's narrating. And mm-hmm. Jason's dead. Everybody's wishing it hadn't happened. He's, he's writing his novel. So it's very noir novel writing narration. I just, I, I just really like his beanie, and I'm going to have to knit one of those. <laughs> nice. Um, one so one question that brings up, and, and we can talk about this for just a minute, is like, when is he writing this? When is he writing this novel? Because he's in the booth by himself, and it's day-ish, maybe, or is it night outside? I don't know. It's always overcast when Riverdale. But weirdly enough, I don't. I think he's writing this much, much later, right? <sighs> I don't know. And since we're not looking up any spoiler, like, since we have no information right. about that, um, it could, I don't know. It's it, th- it could totally be a Samwise, Lord of the Rings thing. You're gonna. I don't. He's, the whole story is him narrating it. Oh, okay. That's how they end it. Yeah, I, I had, nah, yeah. whatever. I only know that because of other stuff, not Lord because of, I read the books. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a controversial opinion here. Lord of the Rings is pretty boring. I agree. Yeah. And I saw all three of those movies and sat through them. Anyways, I don't I don't know. And I don't really care. I'm enjoying it. I like his narration. No. I, okay. 
Well, I mean, I was, I was throwing it out there, but... Um, but the coroner is completing the autopsy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, my notes decided to go away. Um, and as the autopsy is going, Jughead drops the line of the telltale beating of a guilty heart. Of a guilty heart. And who who is the guilty heart? Archie. Duh! Who, well... It's not that he killed Jason. It's that he has information that he's withholding. Right. So that's what he's guilty of. Yeah. And he hurt his best friend. That's also what he's guilty of. And he's so guilty, he's tossing and turning in his bed, which is what I call this beefcake moment. (laughs) Because he's shirtless and in boxer briefs, and the whole point is just so you can see him. Uh, Yeah, I put much gratuitous shirtlessness of Archie. Over under one shirtless scene... Per episode. It, per episode. Do you think? I, do you I think know, they'll actually do more than one shirtless scene in each episode? Depends on how much sex he's going to be having. Ooh, good point. But I know the actor had to beef up for this, so it's you don't want the born identity to happen to him. Which is a little weird, right? Archie was never ripped per se. No, but this is 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Richie Cunningham used to be like the ideal boy. I know. <laughs> that ain't the case no more. <laughs> yeah. I would still totally date a Richie Cunningham. Anyway. Oh wait, I married you. <laughs> Sorry. We're gonna we're gonna leave that right there. Just not go any further. Um just means you're you're a, so a Archie, nice boy. Archie <laughs> <laughs> So Archie texts Betty and is like, are you up? Can we talk? And Betty is like, nope. And no. He looks out the window. She looks out the window and she just shuts her curtains, turns off the light and she is denied. Yep. So he, we see him in full boxer briefs Mm -hmm. and uh, throws on some shorts and then he's running. Yeah. He's running shirtless down the street. And so, you know, normally this would, I mean, that's not uncommon. If he were an adult. Yeah. But. He is supposed to be like 16? Yeah, 15, 16. He's a sophomore. Which is, ugh. He he should be wearing a shirt. And and then he winds up running to Miss Grundy's house. And he calls her Miss Grundy. I know. It's bullshit. Uh, No. Yeah. And. and This storyline's going to be a real problem. I'll, I'll get to why later. My pro- Okay, my problem in the scene is that she's, those glasses are the worst camouflage <laughs> ever. They, they, they always do this, right? Whenever it's supposed to be a smart teacher, they get, they get the hottest woman they can find and throw on a pair of dorky-looking glasses and think that's going to make her unattractive. Yeah, they totally made fun of this in Not Another Teen Movie with Tyler Lee. Like, the whole thing is... You just, ugh, what, that girl is so ugly with those glasses and that ponytail. <laughs> and then during the makeover, she took off her glasses and her ponytail. They're like, I'm a genius. <laughs> That's literally how this feels. Um, and, but Archie, so, I mean, really the funny part here, too, is, and it, maybe it gets better, Grun- the actress who's playing Grundy, mm-hmm. I can't hold a candle to Archie in the scene. No, she, one, I think it goes back to the trying to make her meek, and she's definitely not that type of woman. 
No. Like, she's hiding as a person. Well, she she propositioned a boy on the road I mean, in the middle of the summer. Yeah, totally. At least how this show portrays it. I wouldn't be surprised if this has happened before. Maybe Grundy's not even her real name. <laughs> Maybe she's a secret identity. <laughs> Maybe she's a criminal. Maybe she killed Jason. She didn't. We must stress this. I don't know that, but I'm like, there's no way. She didn't kill Jason. That's just stupid. We must stress that uh, we have not watched any future no, episodes. I'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Um, now it's towards the, you know, it's the beginning of August, and they're starting to do, you know, the the ramp up to the new season, and so I'm just not watching it. Anytime I see an article about uh, Riverdale, I just ignore it, which is very unlikely, but I'm, I am. Uh, but, I mean, you know, the impression they give is the only excuses Grundy can throw out are, I'll go to jail, you could, you be, could expelled. be expelled. No, it's, I could lose my job, you could be expelled, we could go to jail. And Archie, Archie's making the much better point of, somebody died. Yeah, he's just like, there's, he, he knows it's wrong. The second he walks into the room, he's like, it was a fireworks, Mrs. Grundy. It's or Miss Grundy. Miss Grundy. So stupid. But that scene is an intense scene, and I don't know if it's just bad acting choices or if there's supposed to be this subterfuge, but it plays just badly. Because Archie plays like he actually cares about something, and she's he, just... He's playing it good. She's playing very weak. But she's she's a block and of where, wood. Where it should have been, get the fuck out of my house, we're not talking about this. Yeah. End of scene. Done. So, next morning, Archie's in the kitchen with his dad. Yeah. And, uh... He's feeding Vegas. <laughs> of course. With their doggy. I just like that. It just makes me happy. It's a good name. Um, and, uh... Stad goes, so, what were you, uh, doing out late last night? And Archie's like, did you hear me? He's like, son, I've been listening to you sneak out of the house since you were eight, sneaking to Jughead's treehouse. Yeah, so that solidifies how good of friends Jughead and Archie were. It goes, it goes way back. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And really all I had here was Dad totally knows something's going on. I mean, that that's he the whole point of He knows something's going on, but he says no more midnight runs until the police catch the guy who killed Jason. Yeah, that, and, and he says that sincerely, like, oh, well, if you're out running, like... It's, it's kind of this, like, I get, I'm not mad, I get it, just don't do it until this is settled. Which exactly. Which is, again, that's a little parenting leash. It's kind of like, I'm, I'm just going to let you go as far as you need to go. So now we go over to Betty's house, and uh, it's Betty's mom. And Betty, oh, Betty's well, it's, mom it's is her in, mom and her dad. And Betty's mom is very intensely interested in what's going on in the town. Well, okay, so her parents barge into her room and say, "Well, it's going to be a late night for the Cooper parents." Um, and mom is like, "You know, it's you know several late nights um, with a kid being killed. You know, something like it's just a national obsession waiting to happen." And Dad starts trying to be like a little handholdy, like trying to be a little more sensitive about the situation. Yeah. And mom completely dismisses him. Um, I think she says, I can't remember what his name is. I think it's Hal. And the mom's name is Alice. Yeah. So Al- she's Alice Cooper. So it's Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. She is, uh, honey, go, go get the car ready. Go wait in the car. Um, and he dumbly walks away. Yeah, he away. just walks away. And so then uh, mom just has this giant conversation about how your friends betrayed you. Yeah, they show her true colors. So no Cheryl, no Veronica, no Archie. No more backsliding. Yeah. 
So it's it's really weird. Controlling. Very controlling. And then that cut to... Immediately cut to... Uh, Betty knocking on Archie's door saying, want to walk me to school? Yep. And, and I stop right here. So you notice this just as well as I do, but the costumes mm-hmm. in this moment. Mm-hmm. It's so 1950s without being 1950s. Oh, absolutely. They're trying to keep... Um modern but they're nodding to that so archie's always in his letterman jacket or he's in this he's in a a baseball no he's got his letterman jacket on but he's got a baseball t-shirt under now well, when like... he when he opens the door he's just got a red sleeve baseball tee yeah and buttons but i mean it it looks just like the sweater vest archie would have worn in the comics yeah it's a nod which is appropriate and betty's in she's in pastels yeah. a lot the only uh, so far i think the only time we've seen her in something more saturated was at the dance but it was still it was still pink well or in a river vixens uniform well even that is just white and blue and yellow yeah yellow. but that's i mean it's a uniform so it's it's a little different um but they're walking down the street and she tells them you know i needed time to process what happened um and i needed to think about what my mom wanted versus what i want and archie goes you know what is that? And she goes, well, I still want us to be friends, best friends, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hurt. And so, again, we're going to give huge props. I have to give huge mm. props to the actress who's playing Betty. You can see all over her face that yeah, she's, she's totally doesn't buy what she's saying. And and the scene is written well because she's, she's speaking very plainly, um, but very honestly. And, yes, her acting is really selling it um, without selling it too much you can like i said you can just you can tell all in her eyes that and she's and burying every she's, bit of how she actually feels and archie's doing a good job too yeah like he looks like oh this sucks which is fair right um so then they go to school and people are leaving crap at jason's locker oh and right before well right before they they get to school betty goes oh and don't tell my mom that we're friends again oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i missed that one and so they get they get to the locker and Jughead is uh, is at Archie's locker. And he says, "Do you think I can use Jason's death to get out of a uh, gym today? Sorry, coach, I'm too depressed and and uh, uh, scared to do pull-ups." What sardonic humor is how I deal with is my way of relating to the world. Which is I appreciate that. It's <laughs> it's very it's the very cynical version of Jughead. Because Jughead was always the goofy guy. He was goofy, but Jughead in this is... Dark. It's more sarcastic. Um, this really... Every character in this is the bizarro version of the bit, Archie comics universe. A little bit. This makes more sense for today. And I don't, and I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's, it, it is that they've, one, flipped all of the characters. and no, then they t- haven't. They haven't flipped anybody. Okay. So it's just so then you just think it's the it's they've made them relatable to what a teenager would do with today. A little bit, yeah. They've updated it, um, and while they're standing in the in the hallway, um, Reggie and Moose are coming down, <laughs> and Jughead says, "Oh, it's the rich kids from Goonies," which is a great line. Yeah, that um, accurately. That's that's an admission for me. Is I I've never seen the Goonies. 
Yes, and I'm going to make him watch it as a, as a another podcast that we'll be doing that we'll talk about later. Ooh, that's a that's a sneak preview, guys. Yeah, we'll talk about that more later. But the other but the other line that I love too is Reggie runs into Jughead and says, "What's up, Wednesday Adams?" <laughs> okay, so I heard that line, but I didn't know he was, I didn't know it was directed at him. Yeah, because he bumps into Jughead. Okay, I didn't see that because I was writing down the other line. That's great. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so then Kevin Keller. To, yeah, it's Betty and Kevin Keller. They're walking down the hallway, and Kevin says, "Are we sure Archie is straight? No straight man has that body." <laughs> Love 100% it. A hundred percent. No straight man has 100%, that body. Okay, it's so great. And uh, and then um, Betty Betty is like, "And speaking of bodies, mm-hmm. how are you doing?" And Ke- uh, and Kevin Keller, of course, says. It was almost more traumatic to have to explain. Explain to my dad what I was doing at the river with Moose. <laughs> it's another bonus of your dad being the sheriff. So uh-huh. we know Kevin Keller is Sheriff Keller's son. son. So that's that's interesting. And then uh, Betty gets called into. She gets called to the office. Yeah. Um, and Kevin's with her, and apparently Betty's getting flowers. And. From Veronica. Yeah, this is interesting. And they're yellow for friendship. And then Veronica comes in and says, and also I had cupcakes flown in from Magnolia in New York. There is no wrong. Uh, the right cupcake can't fix. Now that I totally agree I, with. Absolutely. We love cupcakes and donuts. Yes. We are, we are fortunate enough to live in a world where we have a cupcake... ATM. Yes. And we live very close to our favorite donuts in the world. Oh my gosh. So good. Mm-hmm. They're to die for. And then also uh, Manny Petty's guys. She yeah, she she booked a, a spa day at Shade Salon, which I I had I remembered this in the first episode, but the Shea Salon, Shea, you know, Blossom is something they say said a lot in the comics. And Shay just means house. Yeah. So it's house of the salon or house of blossom, and it's it's cute. It's just one of those things. I like that carryover. So Veronica is is pushing real hard to She's, rekindle this friendship. Yeah, she says, you know, it was such a basic bitch move, and you know, I acted like the old Veronica. But I swear on my mother's pearls, which I also really like that line. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a total basic bitch move that she did. Like, but then again. Veronica is a basic bitch. And in this episode, they're trying so less hard. They do a much yeah. better job with Veronica. Uh, she's a little more believable. Like, I get... Okay, she's she's definitely a Cheryl Blossom type girl. Um, and I understand that it would just be so easy to be like, well, this, this boy wants, is interested in me, so of course I'm going to go after it. I don't care about this chick who I barely know. And then realizing, oh, shit. This is a small town. Yeah. You don't have a lot of options. So, like, I get it. But now she's trying to, like, buy Betty off with all this stuff. Well, and, I mean, so, this is not to generalize people who are rich, but from her perspective, is that how... Let's let's put it this way. Rather than saying that that's how rich people do things, let's say that perhaps this is how Veronica has mended issues in the past. That's if if she comes for... Or that's how like her parents mend things. Yeah, and like, so is this way. is this what she's learned how to fix things is to try to buy is to buy people off. Well, you know, this is gonna sound really cheesy, but you know, a lot of people know about the book. You know, the five love languages. 
Yeah. There's also by the same people like the five languages of apology. Right. And some and like legitimately some people just they say I'm sorry and then that's it. That's all they're gonna. That's that's it. I'm sorry. They're, they don't want any more conversation with that. That's to them is all that fixes it. For some people, it's about doing something to to mend the the issue, like to make it better. And so for her, this is just you know she's trying to apologize by erasing it with her actions yeah. by doing something replacing the bad action with the new action and and uh anyway whatever and betty just uh this is okay okay and and kevin's like what and she just says this is the passive least resistance in two weeks she won't even remember my name and she'll have latched on to some other girl to destroy she so, does a, she does one week two weeks three weeks yeah which is a nice little writing thing there. It was. And I also really liked that it was... Betty's not stupid. No. Like, she's 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 more aware than you would have given her credit for. Which is actually, weirdly enough, mm-hmm. something I remember from the comics. I don't at all. No. Like... Maybe some of the ones I read, but it was always that Betty... Betty was blonde, but it wasn't like she was she supposed was to be the bombshell. She was never stupid. She was no. never stupid. Um, but just... Um, She was always perfect, no matter what. Anyway. No, but she would always, you know, she does, like her. She's always gonna um, assume and hope for the best in people. So yeah. that's not something that would have come out of like a typical Betty comic. That's fair. Previously, but no, I like that. Um, you can you can be a nice person and not be an idiot. Yeah. So that's absolutely true. So we cut to announcements and Principal Weatherby. Um, Talks about the pep rally still going on. And then he hands the microphone over to Sheriff Keller. And Keller reveals mostly stuff we already know to be true, but we get cuts to everybody, all of our main characters in the school. Reacting to the fact that Jason's death is now being investigated as a homicide. It's officially a homicide. It's an open investigation. Cheryl butts in with some really weird lines. Gonna, uh, her family is gonna find the killer. Hashtag Riverdale strong. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. She's got some good luck. Like her and Kevin, we need more scenes with the two of them because they're witty. Kevin's better. Oh, Kevin's way bitchier. I love it. And, She's um, a little pathetic, but it's still funny. But one of the big the the big moment is as there as the sheriff is continuing to talk, Archie walks by and looks in the room, and he locks eyes with Principal Weatherby. Mm-hmm. And Archie, as soon as he sees his eyes, kind of looks down, stutter, stutters for a moment, and then walks away. Yeah. And Weatherby's looking at him very kind of like, huh? What's going on there? And Jughead's following Archie. Jughead is is always following Archie. And so uh, Jughead confronts Archie in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And just says, you know, it's the weirdest thing. And I don't have the full line, but I mean, the summary is Jughead and Archie were supposed to take a road trip during the 4th of July during the summer. But Archie bailed. Mm-hmm. And Jug is suspicious and goes, why do you think that is? Something you want to tell me? Um, and then we get credits, finally. Riverdale. Riverdale. So... We get to we get to class. Chemistry? No, it's biology. This would be biology. Science class. From Doctor Phylum, which is funny. 
yeah. Everybody I laughed. I didn't notice that. Okay. I yeah. saw I saw it later when near the end of the episode yeah. his okay. name's up on the board, but it's Doctor Phylum. And uh, everybody's fishing for info from Cheryl. Yeah. Well, two girls are, but you know. They're they're kind of constitutes... being like I thought you said that he drowned. So that's super suspicious, isn't it? Yeah, basically Cheryl's getting Cheryl'd. And uh, Cheryl has the perfect line of, did you write it? No. Oh, it's just what, I know she calls them living mannequins. Oh, yeah, something like, okay, living mannequins, what do you want? (laughs) We both, I'll tell you exactly what I told the police. I made it to the shore. Jason, He he didn't. That's, she sticks by her story. Yeah. And uh, then we have this little science partners. Uh, partner up time. And everybody wants to be with somebody else. Well, so so immediately, as soon as he says it, Archie says, I'm going to partner with Cheryl. Cheryl. And Betty is kind of like, I don't, I don't. and Veronica. Goes, Veronica's like, I want to be with Betty. And Betty's like, I'm going to be with Kevin. Oh, well, and- I was planning on being with Kevin. And then Moose walks over. <laughs> Moose walks over and is like, uh, Kevin's going to be with me. We liked, talked. <laughs> and he gently rubs his hand along Kevin's shoulder. Yeah. It just gives him this freaked out face. And, oh, no. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. It's very funny. And then when Moose and Kevin are sitting together, um, I, I didn't see here the first part, but Kevin... Moose just says, so Saturday night? Oh, yeah, and Kevin's like... Uh, you've got more demons than the exorcist. <laughs> I think you should stick with what you know, and that's girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> which, is, which is, which doesn't, at, at first you would think it plays as a joke, but it's not. I think it's we, what... Well, first of all, he says, we're all on the spectrum. Oh. <laughs> and despite... Yeah, just, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Kevin, Kevin is giving Moose an out. And, and really just trying to be like, Look, dude. Like, I don't you're, I don't think you actually want to go through with anything, so you need to... And you don't want to deal with any of the yeah. stuff that might fall out from this. Yeah. Because it's not going to go well for you or me. Well, it's, it's... He's giving him an out and being like, you know, like, we're cool, but you don't need to... And Veronica just, you know, keeps trying to butter up Betty. And yeah. Betty's just got her head down, saying nothing. And then Archie apologizes and says he wants to help Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl just says, unless you were at Sweetwater River on the 4th of July. And, you know, cut to Archie seeing horrible images of... Having sex with his teacher on a picnic. Weird stuff. Um, and... Uh, then we find out that during the class today, Archie goes, you know, well, if you want me to, I, you know, I'm not the best at science, but if you want me to take over today and share, and they're dissecting frogs and Cheryl just goes, no, I'm totally fine. And then stabs the frog with the scalpel, sees everybody staring at her in horror, says, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lovely moment. But I mean, it, it, she's, try, she's she's they're over- doing they're doing a great job of playing both sides. They're doing yes. a great job of either making her to be a psycho killer or being so fed up with all of the attention being given her that she's just going to throw it back in their faces. Eh. Whatever. She yeah. Bitch. Well, you know. 
So anyway, uh, we we get out of there. The coroner, and we get to the coroner's office. And so mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't, all I wrote was that the coroner's talking to Alice, Betty's mom, mm-hmm. and uh, the coroner notices like four different things about the body. Yeah, marbling on the veins, ligature marks on the wrist, and cryonecrotic preservation. But first, he says something. And I didn't catch all of it, but it said some. This will be interesting for the article. This will be interesting for your story. Your story. And and um, that leads me to believe that Betty's mom is some sort of reporter. Yes, that was that was exactly, and that's why I said she seems very interested in what's going on in the town because she's a reporter. Okay. Um, and uh, Alice says small bills, right? She's paying. She's. Yeah, she's, she's paying the coroner to get the info on yeah, the scoop mm-hmm. on the autopsy. That's pretty standard. That or she's a cop. Well, no, she would be a cop. So she this would... would well, no, this would... This, this would lend me to go with your story if she's a Cheryl in that, you know, she says this is going to be national news. She's trying to get the scoop to get the lead on the story. Maybe. And it, and it plays into your idea of she's so frustrated with Cheryl's and Veronica's of the world because she is a Cheryl. Yeah. It just plays with that. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out for her though. So anyway, Kevin Keller walking with the ladies out in the out in the schoolyard. Oh, they're talking about what Moose wanted. Um, Can somebody be named Moose? Be that fluid? fluid? Great. And then Moose reveals already, Moose. Uh, uh, besides, Moose already has an official girlfriend named Midge. And we were like, oh, we is, got Midge. Which is correct in the comic, but we have not met Midge in the show. Not yet. Um, he also makes a comment about him being handsome in a pre-accident Montgomery Cliff way. <laughs> Kevin Keller. Yeah, Kevin. I just, so many his, good lines. He has the best lines. He really does. Yeah. And so they're they're talking about that. And uh, and then I put Archie sings a song. Yeah, Archie sings, but he cries. Um, and First of all, it's a good song, and I'll have to look. I have to look this up. So I have this sneaking suspicion. I feel like I've heard this song before, which makes me think that it's an Archie song. Okay. So I'll have to look it up because okay. I wonder if the, they're rearranging Archie's songs. If, if, That'd be cool. If nobody remembers, the Archies was a band. Some, some studio musicians got together and they built a band called the Archies. Mm-hmm. And... Everybody knows one of their songs, which we'll talk about later in this episode. Um, everybody would know one of their songs if they heard it, but the video, the music videos, and everything were the Archie Gang playing in a band together. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was part of a cartoon or something. But anyway, um, and Betty just you know immediately has flashback. She she's. She's remembering those times with Archie, especially his song keeps saying, you know, and we'll dance, dance, dance. So she's remembering the dance and how happy she was. And then, you know, remembered that he said he didn't love her. So she's crying. And he asks. She walks off and he's. Well, he's asking, are you okay? And she says, I'm supposed to say yes. Yeah. But no. (laughs) And then she calls back, you know, you told me you couldn't give me the answer that I want. And that's how I feel right now. Yeah. Because she's just hurt. And I really, I wrote that. I really like that they're doing a good job not making her just feel like a stereotype no um because it would be really easy for her to just pretend that everything's perfect and she's not yeah she's she's just being like this 
Like, I'm not okay. She can't hide that she's upset, and she wants to pretend she's fine, and she just, she can't do it in that moment. And as they're getting deep in the conversation, Weatherby interrupts and calls Archie over. Well, no, she, yeah, she, she actually runs away. Yeah. He's trying to go after her. And Weatherby stops him. Yeah. And so Weatherby calls Archie over, says, um, you know, you're in a really good situation here. Your grades are really good. You're the captain of the football team. He's not the captain. He's, he's a quarterback. Dude. Well. He's a sophomore on the varsity team. He's taken Jason's spot. You he's wrote getting, the lines. He's getting a, I didn't write all the lines, but he's getting AP music tutorials. And he's implying that, that Archie has benefited from Jason being dead. Hmm. I don't like this Weatherby. And I don't like, because in the, in the comic, he's kind of like an idiot, no. in my opinion, which is fine. And I'm fine with, you know, let's not make all adults in the world idiots. Okay, that's fair. But he seems like... He kinda, Suspicious he for the state. Sh- a little shady. Well, maybe that's the point, though. I, that's fine, but I think I think it's coming off poorly. Like, it could have... it. This is a conversation that should be coming later. Okay. But in any case, Weatherby's just like, uh, is there something you need to tell me? Mm-hmm. And Archie says nothing, and then smash cut to he's running in the room and talking runs to in to talk to Grundy. And what does Grundy have between her legs? A fucking cello. cello. <laughs> I wrote, she's got a cello. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course she does. This. It could, the only way it could be worse is if it was a flute. Let's be clear. I mean, a cello's pretty bad. I guess, but a cello comes off as more refined than a flute. A flute more obvious joke so i say that having played flute band. <laughs> never mind yep. i could there are so many jokes we could go with right now but let's not oh uh, ev- oh no seriously in high school marching band whenever they would be like okay flute section at least half the people go set would say that one time at band camp well yeah another movie i haven't seen um yeah. so in any case uh He's trying. He's trying to tell he, her. He's just telling her, like, whether be whether be questioned me. He just flat out asked me about it. I've got to say something. And Grundy's like, no. And finally, he just looks at her. And again, Archie outclasses her in this. Exactly. The younger he's actor like, outclasses Grundy in this scene. Yeah, he's like, is this is what do you feel for me real? Is this real? And she goes, yes, it's real. And she says, I'm putting my life in And then Barf, maybe it's not right, but it's real. Yeah. And then my, I'm putting myself in your mm-hmm. hands. Which I, I commented that if this were an HBO show, she would have immediately taken the hands and put it on her lady parts. Or boob. <laughs> Something. Or she would have put her hands down his pants. Something like, like that. So, yeah, if this was HBO, that's what happens. Yeah, but, but you know, she just holds it. So they hand. kind of embrace. Like They don't actually like... Kiss, and but, and this is where clearly something's going on. And this then, is well, but this is where I get to. This is just gross. It's they're laying it on thick. They're laying it on so thick, and not to mention the fact that again, he is. This is not to say that it's ever okay for a mm-hmm. kid and a teacher to to be sleeping together. Ever right, that no, is, that is wrong. However, in terms of just comfortability, watching with the with the show. If he was a senior, this wouldn't feel as weird, right? You wanna know why it feels weird? Because she's doing a horrible job in these scenes. Yeah, I think I think that might be what it is, is that she she's she 
sadly it's almost like she's porno acting instead of acting acting that's a really good way to describe and i don't it. i don't necessarily mean that in a bad way it's just that it's she's acting as though the she only is playing thing... up the wrongness of the scene instead of like um, I, well, exactly. It's just bad. They, it's bad. And I the really only, don't like the staging of this at all either. The only way to play that scene is for her to just play it straight. Mm -hmm. To just play it. Instead of playing the sexy forbidden love, you just play it as a straight love scene between two people. Mm -hmm. Who can't be together. And, let, and the tension of the age difference naturally plays itself out through that. That's... Oh yeah, and they could have easily not even been close to each other and conveyed the fact that they are clearly something going on. This might be the time to bring up we're both former theater majors. <laughs> oh no, we have we have we both have bachelor's degrees in theater. Right. So we we we, we have we a little bit of knowledge and ideas about yeah. acting and I think that's the big thing here is when you whenever you have a scene that's as fraught as this with with as much weird tension as there is the number one thing you shouldn't do is play to that tension. You should play well, against it and let that naturally happen. Right? I It just depends. I don't know. But it seems like, at least in this episode, these last two scenes with them have been horrible. Bottom line. And, and it, we blame her. It's just not working. Uh, in any case, who sees? Jughead. And... I just went, Jughead sees all. Yeah. He sees all, knows all. Yeah, he does. Which, yeah. to be fair, he is our narrator, so. Yeah, he should be seeing it, but it's it makes sense for him to be the one to find them out. Um, then we catch the cheerleading practice. And am I, I... These cheerleaders are bad. Okay. They're really bad. I love and hate this. Okay. So I kept thinking about Bring It On because... Cheryl Blossom acts exactly like the big red chick who's just yelling and screaming at everybody at Bring It On. Like, it's perfect parallel. However, in Bring It On, they're like professional athletes being cheerleaders. Yeah, it's a bit much. And I like that in this one it's dialed back to being just probably a little more realistic. Like, you have, like, out of 20 girls, you have probably five or six who are amazing. Everybody else is just really good at going along. And well, that's fine. It's fine. But... They're showcasing Veronica, who cannot pop her hip to save her fucking life. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you're willing to throw these hot opinions out. No, like, that girl cannot dance. Or she's doing an amazing job at pretending she can't dance. <laughs> one of those two things is true, and I don't care which one it is, but what is occurring on screen is an affront to cheerleaders. Well, because that's my thing with it, is... Why is she showcased? Well, it's not its not oh, just yeah, that no, she's showcased, but... but it's also the thing that real real cheerleading squads at high schools, the, the girls who do that at this point, maybe in the past, you know, maybe in the past in like, you know, 1970s, 1960s or whatever, it was, you know, hey, we're doing a cheer together, but it's like full on dance moves now. I mean, cheerleading squads at high schools it's, do for real dance training. Well, there are a lot of schools that there is a there's that with they don't have like the drill team. Yeah. So that they were there. You know, I grew up. There were two completely different things, and they were both really big deals. And they are. In other schools, and in a small town, they would all be the one thing. Yeah. So that makes sense, and that's fine. That doesn't bother me. And Veronica can't dance. Uh, Cheryl is big red from Bring It On, and Betty is not great. 
we see this later, but that's fine. Like she's 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 her um, performance skills are on par with what her character has told us. Like she's yeah. not brave, but she's not like embarrassing herself. So she just she just wanted to. She was like, I dream of being a cheerleader. It's just that you know I've never been able to get in on auditions. But regardless, the whole thing is a setup for a confrontation between Veronica and Betty. Yeah, V's trying to make small talk, and Betty is not having it. She nope. makes some comment about, you know, at least Cheryl's not pretending to be a butterfly instead of a wasp. And she's really a wasp. Yeah. But she delivers that line. Really well. Here's, is, we're just going to praise Betty this whole time. Um, she's great. But I think one of the greatest things about her, too, is that I know she's an adult actress. Mm-hmm. I still buy her as a 16 or a 17-year-old. Yes. I totally buy her as a teenager. Yes, I do. And as a real teenager mm-hmm. with real emotions, yeah. which is hard, hard to do, yeah. especially for an older actor. Agreed. So that's that's huge in that respect. Um, and I, I will say, you know, lots of the other characters are great. She is the only one that I really just buy completely outright as a teenager. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, but in any case, they're... Veronica is not, does not like this. Um, she basically says, I, I went into the closet so that Cheryl, um, wouldn't... Betty's like, like, so you went in to protect me. She goes, damn straight. And Betty's like, bullshit. She didn't say that, but that And Veronica finally gets to what's actually a really great line, which is, it's not my fault that he doesn't like you. It's just, yeah. And, and Betty's... Immediately just like, here it is. And then Veronica goes, it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's just just the way it is. Which is so true. True. And then she does have another, you know, I'm so cultured line. It says, Romeo and Juliet are the exception, not the rule. Which is actually appropriate. This is the first time she said a line like that where it's appropriate. They toned down the references and they made it work. They made it stick. This one made sense for this conversation. Um, and they're high school students. Everybody knows Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I mean. So, um, and out of nowhere, Cheryl magically appears wherever there's conflict. Yep, and Betty decides to invite Cheryl to the spa instead of V. V's, V's like protesting, don't... and Cheryl gives the great line, butt out, closet monster. Butt out, closet monster. Which <laughs> is <laughs> great. And uh, so there's a... Uh, there's, there's going to be a many petty with Cheryl. With Cheryl. Great. So we cut to Pops. And who do we see waitressing at Pops Chocolate Shop? It's Hermione Lodge. Veronica. Veronica's mom. mom. It's a waitress. She looks really cute with her hair that way. It's wavy, but it's up really high. She's going for, what does she say, a Joan Crawford meets... Uh, uh, Mildred Pierce look. <laughs> she looks really... She does look really cute. So her mom continues with the with the references. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but you know, last episode we saw she she tried to get a job with uh, with Fred Andrews, Archie's dad mm-hmm. at the construction company, and he couldn't do it, and so she's just working wherever she can, she's taking mm-hmm. a job at, at the chocolate shop while she figures stuff out. Yeah, and um, we just you know we get a nice we get a nice parent mom thing going. Yeah. It's, it's just a nice moment. And then Archie walks in. Archie walks in. Smoldering. And and, and basically Veronica's mom engineers it so that Archie's going to walk Veronica home. And so they're both talking about how Betty's mad at both of them. Yep. 
and Archie tells this really sweet story. They've known each other since they were four. Yep. They've been in the same school, same class, and when he was in second grade, he was having trouble reading, and they wanted him to stay back grade, and Betty took it upon herself to tutor him every single day. And when he passed, at the end of the year, he kissed her and asked him to mar- ask her to marry him. And she said, and oh, she Archie. And she said, Archie, we're too young. Ask me again when we're 18, and I'll say yes. And then he says, I hate that I hurt her. And Veronica has two really good lines, which are both fun plays of the comics and then also just true, mm-hmm. which is one, she says, I felt like we were meant to be best friends, like it was destiny. Mm-hmm. And then the other one she gives, she says to Archie, I don't think your story with Betty is over. Yeah. Which are, they're both just cute. They're, they're both really fun lines to throw at the comics of all this history mm-hmm. we know these characters have. And also just, you know, they're just... They do a really good job with that without making those lines feel forced in any mm-hmm. way. So, um, we cut to Cheryl and Betty in Betty's room, and they're doing a makeover after their many petties. Yeah, Cheryl's, you know, putting makeup on Betty, and they're, they're talking about stuff. And, and Betty's complaining that she's starting to look a little too girly. Yeah, and Cheryl's like, I like it, and she's kind of like giving her a fake apology for being kind of mean to her. Because, yeah. you know, I feel like we both lost siblings, and she's asking, how is Polly? Does she know Jason died? And basically... She keeps asking She keeps about pushing Polly. too far, and finally she snaps. She goes, you dumb cow. I, I was like, I think your sister killed Jason. And, and Betty goes psycho. Betty goes psycho and gets in her face and is like, get out of my house before I kill you. Get and the it, hell out of my house. And credit to everyone involved in making this scene happen, because... That actress, between that makeup and that that costume, she looked exactly like her mother, Mage Damon. In that moment where she says, get out of my house before I kill you, she looks like her mom. Hmm. So, I didn't even think about that. I don't I, I don't know if that's a coincidence. I don't care if I'm just reading into it, but whoever was involved in helping orchestrate that, you guys did a good job. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hunt you down and send you a thank you note. I just did on my podcast. Good job. But, uh but Jughead. <laughs> And so Archie's, Archie walks up to his house after picking up burgers, after dropping Veronica off, I mm-hmm. assume, and Jughead's on the stoop. And Jughead says, I know. I, I know about Grundy. And uh, Archie's, I mean, they go the, the, the little back and forth, and he goes, I like her. And Jughead scoffs, like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's so perfect. And Jughead you know, is the voice of reason. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got that outsider's perspective, which, of course, he's a writer. Um, and Archie just is like, no, you know, I, I just can't. We're going to get a lot of trouble. And I like this line um, that Jughead, he's like, just taking a stab, stab in the dark. I'm guessing she cares more about herself than you. Yep. Um, he gets it. And then, and then the line of, she's just some cougar. Okay. Don't call her that. This is, <laughs> again, this is where... If it were any other network besides the CW targeting a teen audience, they would have used whore. They would have used some other term. Yeah, you you can tell where they're censoring themselves. They're totally and kind of and and here's the here's the weird thing. So again, we don't we don't want to shame women with terms or anything like that, but it's almost weirder and more shameful to censor yourself and use the word cougar. Cougar, it's. It's, it's also just such a weird word. Ooh. It, well, he said it weird. It's, I know. It's weird coming out of his mouth. It's just, it's such a weird, 
line to put in when with the things you could have said yeah would have been better i don't know and jack <laughs> and jack heads just like so this is why we were so weird this summer and archie's like oh, was one that was one reasons. of the reasons and Jughead's like, what, there's more? <laughs> and so... And then the line, I used to know this guy right. once. He wasn't perfect, but he always tried to do the right thing, at least. Um, and he kind of walks, walks And then Archie, away. he's starting to walk away. Archie threatens him, if you tell anybody about this. And Jughead just looks at him like, what are you going to do? Seriously, what are you going to do to me? Yeah. And, I, and, and he does, they make a point of him saying, what are you? It's not what are you going to do. It's what are you, Archie? Yeah. You couldn't hurt anyone, dude. Yeah. Not because you're not strong enough to do it, but because you don't hurt good people. You're yeah. Archie. I have to say that Jughead's got suspenders on that he's let hang down, and I love it. <laughs> I want to. I want to be Jughead. And then uh, Dad walks out, saying, "You want to join us?" And Archie goes, "He was he's leaving." leaving. So, uh, Betty's Betty's gone psycho, and uh, she's interrupted. She, mom immediately walks in, burning sage to. Her mom is saging the house to get rid of their bad evil, evil spirits spirit. of Cheryl. She, and she, her mom's just talking nonstop. I and so, like, okay, I Betty's there in her room. She's got a pen in her hands. When I saw it, I swear I thought it was a cigarette. Oh, that's funny. The way she's holding it looks like a cigarette, mm-hmm. and I I think that might be on purpose. That it looks like a noir scene where she's holding a cigarette after this terrible thing, and then she takes the pen down, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's still Betty. <laughs> Interesting. If it if it wasn't intentional, it's a really cool unintended consequence. Yeah. Like it's just a good shot. Um, yeah, but her mo- okay, but her mom is just talking about a minute. She goes, "I bet those blossoms killed that kid themselves, blah, blah, and blah, everything blah. they touch rots." So like, there's some blood, bad blood here. Something's up. Yeah, there's something messed up going on. And um, Betty is asking about Polly. Yeah, she's asking, you know, why are you so against them? I Don't you think it's time I visited her? So, which means that Betty's never hasn't seen her sister in this group home that she's supposedly in. Betty hasn't seen her sister since Jason died. Yeah. Went missing. Or even before then, when they yeah. broke up. Because yeah. that's apparently when this all went down. Yeah, and so her mom is just like, oh, why would you, like, why would you want to do that? And then, you know, you keep hanging out with Cheryl and Archie's and... When are you going to, when are you going to learn that they're just going to break you and... Like, why, why, yeah, how long is this going to go on? And, and Betty gives says, the perfect line. Until I learn my lesson, mom. Yeah. Which is like, there's some really fucked up dynamics going on between the two of them. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, Betty and Veronica make up at the lockers. Yeah, Betty says, you know, you were right about what Archie said. And and then she reveals all of the other baggage. Because I don't yeah. think she's told Veronica, like, all of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. I, I was distracted by what Veronica was wearing. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. And yeah, she was, wearing, she was wearing a 30-something... No, she was wearing, dress. like, a Zach Posen shift dress, which is, like, one of the most popular dresses. Every single housewife has five. Like, because it's, it's, a, it's a great silhouette. It comes in wonderful color. It's, it's, it's an awesome dress. But that's what it looks like. Well, she's a socialite from New York. Which makes sense of why she... I don't know why she's wearing it at school in heels. <laughs> and fucking high school kid. I don't know. Exactly. She looks it, ridiculous. Anyway. Now, she looks like Veronica in the comics, totally, but that's too much but betty 
Betty unloads all of that different stuff mm-hmm. and and then talks about you know Archie mm-hmm. and and uh, the good line Veronica says you know my mom says sometimes for a, a sometimes friend a friend is, is better than a boyfriend, boyfriend and maybe that's what it is right now for you absolutely so then we get into a room with all the football guys yeah it looks like a student lounge and Reggie's holding court I just said Reggie can't shut his fucking mouth Oh, he's a tool, and he's got some serious issues there. Um, yeah, he's no. constantly talking about sex. Well, so we, the first thing we started is he's questioned by he was questioned by the sheriff. Yeah, and he's and now he's questioning why Moose and Kevin were hanging out. Um, just so we can throw those insults out. Yeah, and then he's talking about how it you know if someone killed Jason, it wouldn't have been a a jock. It would have been some spooky, scrawny, pathetic internet troll like Jughead. Of course. So now he's accusing Jug. Jughead makes... And, and, you know, what did you do with the body? Did you have sex with it later? And uh, Jug gives the perfect line of, it's called necrophilia. Can you spell it, Reg? Which which makes Reg, like, inflamed. And he starts going after... He's going to go beat him up. And And Archie blocks the way. He says, no. Reg is like, are you defending Donnie Darko? Did you and Donnie Darko kill Jason together? together? Was it like some pervy blood brother thing? And, uh... We have an Archie and Reggie fight. Yeah. Which, I mean, had to have been coming. Okay. So, in because I've watched a lot of teen television. <laughs> okay, one, Reggie's a virgin. <laughs> Two, Reggie is dyslexic. He's, or... He has a learning uh, disability. Yes. If, if they were going really strong, he'd be illiterate. Yeah, I think that's a bridge too far, because yeah. you know he's got a phone. Yeah. We don't know, but we assume he has a phone. Okay. But I bet you he's dyslexic. There's you. there's something going on with there's him. There's something going on with him, which is why he would be so mad about someone making fun of his intelligence. Yes. So those those are my decisions. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> anyway, so we, we get this we get a five second fight scene. It would have been way more fun to have a longer one, but I feel like that's gonna be coming no matter what we do. Yeah, we're there are a bunch of football jocks. There's gonna be another fight. Yeah. Um so uh, Archie's at home. With He's got black. a black eye. Dad walks in. It's like, you didn't get that fighting with Jughead, did you? <laughs> Which is a pretty good laugh out loud moment. And, and then Archie, go, Archie goes, can we talk about something? Because there... He's like, yeah, we were fighting. Because there's this girl. And his dad... <laughs> without usually, missing without missing a beat, Luke Perry. He says, there usually is. <laughs> and so Archie just says, you know, me and this girl, we have this really good thing. But... I feel like there's something I need to do. And it's and she, the right thing to do. But she's not willing to do it. Yeah. And so his dad has another wise sage moment. Says, you know, if you know it's the right thing to do, even if it might cost you, you gotta do it. Which is, which is the right, the right, which is the right answer. Fred Andrews is a perfect <sighs> model Perry. of parenting. And he's Luke Perry. He's, oh, so wise. With a really nice beard. And again... Not cheesy. No. And, no again, I really like this whole long leash. I'm not going to get it. Like, you clearly, I know you were fighting. You were fighting about a girl, kind of. Not really. He's, well, that's he, that's what he thinks. Yeah, but uh, but the dad is, he's not prying too much. He's not trying to get all the details. He's just kind of like, it, it's the kind of whole, like, I know I've raised you right. So I'm just going to push you. I'm going to nudge you. 
Well, if nothing else, he's, he's the opposite of Betty's mom. But if nothing else, he's listening. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing he's doing, which okay. this okay is so hard to remember as a parent. Period. Here's, I know I don't do that all here's, the time. Here's in his instance, he reminds me of the parents in Juno, which was a huge deal. The parent is not absent nor stupid. Yep, that's important, and I like that. That's good. Um, and so we get to the pep rally. Okay, pep rally's outside. Yes. What the fuck? Yeah, that's n- I don't pep remember. Pep rallies take place ever. in gyms, not outside on a field with specifically, a specific stage. Well, and specifically because it's raining. Yeah, it's raining. And they mentioned that there could be bad weather, which is like, yeah, that's why you don't have a pep rally outside so stupid anyway um so archie goes over to grundy mm-hmm. and just lays it out he's like i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell weatherby with or without you i have to do the right thing mm-hmm. and i'm i'm gonna try and leave you out of it if if you okay. decide not to show up i will do everything i can to leave you out of it mm-hmm. but i have to do this and she just kind of like shrugs uh, oh. like whatever and he walks away and he goes to jughead because he knows jughead's watching it and jughead just says girl trouble you, you? And uh, they kind of apologize a little bit. Jacket says, "Cool, we're we're not gonna hug in front of this this whole town. We're just gonna do that bro thing where we nod like that bro douche thing where we nod and um, uh, mutually suppress our emotions." Mm -hmm. And I love this exchange. Archie goes, "But his friends, right?" And Jacket says, "To be discussed over many burgers over many days," which is it's such a it's such a perfect jug headline. It is because it's like we're it's what I like about it is it acknowledges that yes. We're going to get, things are going to be better between us, but it's going to take some time. I'm still not there. Which is fair. Yeah. And, um, and then we have a, a Betty moment, just a, a, a slight little moment where she sees Archie, sees the black guy and is like, oh, Arch. And she puts her hand on his face and it's kind of like she forgot she was mad at him. And they stay, they, they, they have a moment and then he, he wants to say something, but he's got to go run off and be with the team. Yeah. It's so. sweet and, and also sad because it's like when you're, when they've had a friend divorce to a degree. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out how they can be friends. And it's just kind of one of those moments where you like, you know, where, you know, where does all that love go? Yeah. It's still there. So Mayor McCoy gets up there. And if you'll notice, Mayor McCoy is the mother of Josie McCoy of mm-hmm. Josie and the Pussycats. Mm-hmm. We're having a pep rally. It's in Jason Blossom's memory. Blah, 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 blah. We're, it's time to have a pep rally. And the cheerleaders dance. And Josie and the Pussycats start off on this song. Got a rap, got a little bit of rock fusion. And then we realize after they get through the rap interlude at the beginning, it's Sugar Sugar by the Archies. I told you there's one song that you would know by the Archies and it's Sugar Sugar. Do, 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 do. It's a good song, and it's cute, and they did it well. They did a good the ru- cover. The routine that we see that they were practicing previously looks better. Oh, I said that that it was awful. It looked terrible. It did. Lo- I feel like it looked a little bit better. Um, Betty Betty looks really cute. Like, she does. She's, yeah. she's doing her, like, I'm not amazing at this, but I'm a cheerleader thing, so which is I, fine. Here's, here's where my problem is, okay? Mm-hmm. I think it's that... They were doing it as though they were doing it as though they were trying to just rehearse the move, the movement of the blocking. There was no energy in it whatsoever. Well, we can dance, so there you go. Yeah, um, that very, um, that very well could be the whole thing. 
mm-hmm. is that if she's the front and center leader of it, that she... All I know is that Cheryl's supposed to be the captain, right? Yeah. That girl, when it comes time for that girl to perform as a cheerleader, she better be able to fucking dance. I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, I know. They should have hired a stunt cheerleader. Well, they just there should have been energy to the choreography. Even if it was supposed to be, like, basic they and they can't s- do it, there should be... It's a freaking pep rally. Get some pep. Yeah. So anyway, Cheryl goes up to the stage... Uh, and get ready for the team to run out. And then the team runs through the banner, and Archie's leading the way. And we get a slow-mo shot. Well, and Archie is wearing Jason's number. We know that from the from the previous episode that, you know, Coach offered him Jason's number. And Cheryl spooked. Yeah, she, she kind of imposes Jason where Archie is, and it freaks her out, and she starts crying, and she runs off. And everybody's everybody's looking, and initially we see veronica and betty are about to start and we we cut to them holding the banner veronica bolts first and then betty goes after and then we cut to the locker room and cheryl's just sobbing Mm -hmm. and we see i mean cheryl goes real like i believe the whole point of this scene is not that she's manipulating she really is upset i i would have believed it if her hair wasn't all of a sudden magically dry and up her hair was down previously, and now it's up and it's dry. I'm like, oh. Well, I'll also say that I'm pretty sure nobody actually got rained on. Yeah, no, during when they thing. were dancing, all of their hair was wet. Huh. Which made it, the fact that there was no oomph to it that because like you're trying to make it look like they're trying to be sexy because they have wet hair. It did not work. <sighs> it did not work on many levels. It's just bad. Well, yeah. that was the other thing with the choreography. There was there were moments where it was supposed to be super sexy, and the moments where it was supposed to be cheerleading. It was like you do one or the other, guys. Yeah, you just pick one. Do a better job. Um, so Veronica gets there, and Cheryl seems legitimately upset and says the lines, "He was supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. I'm alone." Which and Veronica's like, "What's, what's she? That she? Mean? She silently mouths the same words. She says he was." to come back yeah and doesn't understand and so the suspicion here is cheryl knows i mean is this just a red herring or do we think like this has got something going on here they i mean they clearly were out there for a particular reason right and jason went off at some point for something must be yeah but but cheryl's clearly like he was supposed to come back i'm not supposed to be by myself this is not and I'm right. alone. Yeah. Which I does make a lot of sense. I mean, I, you know, it could, again, it could be if it was a red herring, she's just upset about losing her twin brother. No, that, I don't believe that. Exactly. But um, Betty kind of sees this interaction. Cheryl actually hugs Veronica, um, you know, and then at the end of that, you know, Betty tells Veronica, you know, that that was really nice of you. Not many girls would have done what you just did. Yeah. And so they go, hey, you, you want to go to Pops and get a milkshake? And so they go and do that. Veronica's like, are you sure? And Betty's like, yeah. yeah. So Betty and Veronica are friends now. Yep. They get milkshake. I like that uh, Veronica got a double chocolate. Betty gets an old-fashioned vanilla. Yep. And uh, they and promise that a no boy will ever come between us. Take a vow. And then Archie and Jughead walk in. Mm-hmm. And they all sit together. Yep. And, and then he invites uh, them over. Jughead reveals Jughead Jones the third. 
Jughead. Yeah, that's where Jughead officially meets Veronica. He goes, yeah, I'm Jughead Jones the third, <laughs> which is cute. And they sit, and Jug has this uh, narration, this pretty good narration where he's where he's like, you know, there were only three people there that night. Yeah, anybody who saw it, there were four, but there were actually only three: a blonde girl, a raven-haired girl, and the luckiest redhead in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was like, we were all we were all kids that night. Mm-hmm. And uh, the bright neon lights keeping darkness away, giving way as all nights must to a morning of reckonings. Mm-hmm. So next morning, Archie's headed to Principal Weatherby's office to confess. Scaring himself up, he takes a deep breath, and as he starts to open the door, boom. Sheriff and Weatherby walk out of the office. Mm-hmm. We cut to Phylum's class, and Weatherby and the sheriff walk in. Everybody kind of looks up. And Cheryl stands up. It's like, you're here for me. And they say... What do they say at that point? I, I was, was like, like, we don't have to do this in front of your classmates, Weatherby and said. she goes, I'm guilty. It's okay. It's like, we could say what's going on. She holds out her, her hands. To be handcuffed. And the sheriff goes, that's not necessary. She's like, it's fine. They I'm, should all know I'm that I'm guilty. And uh, Jughead goes, you know, as shocking as that was, it wasn't as shocking as what the autopsy revealed. Jason didn't die on July 4th. He died a week later. Credits. Boom. So first, to tie this up, do we think Cheryl is actually getting arrested? Or do we think she's getting, she's pulled, getting, in, she's getting pulled in for questioning? Because they, they, there's, they must have figured out there's more. Or she's guilty of something, it's just not his murder. Yeah. Because I seriously don't believe she killed him. No, I don't think they she were killed too, him too. They were too close. No. And maybe way too close for her to yeah. have murdered him. I ain't ruling it out. <laughs> no. We've we've been um softened by Game of Thrones on incest. And Boardwalk Empire. Oh yeah. Didn't finish that one, but Ugh, we gave up. We didn't want to hate watch that show anymore. Um So anyway. Okay, so who do you think killed him? Of the people that we've met, who do you think it is? Oh gosh. I, I, I don't have any guesses right now because we're not we're not close enough in. If you've got a theory, go for it, but I don't I don't feel like there's so, any good grand unifying theory at this point. I think it's Buddy's dad. That's weird. Why? Why why do you think it's Betty's dad? Okay, well... Because we have literally no information about him. Okay, and I guarantee, I swear, I don't know who... Like, I haven't looked it up. I'm purposely staying away from everything spoilery. I promise you I haven't looked anything up. Yeah. Um... I think it's her dad. I'm just saying that now. I could change my mind next week. It's fine. Um, so in the first episode, when they're on the boat, we see Betty's dad, whose name is Hal, I believe. I'll have to look that up, too. Right. Um, and her mom. And her mom says, if if Jason is dead, I hope he suffered. So it's not her. I don't believe that she actually killed him. No. She's the one who wanted him dead the most. And she's... Clearly. And she wants the scoop. Yeah. She is so enraged by whatever happened with Jason and her daughter. But I would find... I think that her... That Betty's dad did it because of how dismissive his wife wife is of him. I think it's 
very classic background characters, the bad guy that we don't really know anything about. Hey, Jason Blossom did something horrible to his family. Yes. So dad kills him and doesn't tell anybody. And it's something that nobody would expect from him. Anyway, uh, that's as good as there is any. Um, I don't believe Grundy did it, but Grundy... Now, again, part of this is it's almost impossible to tell because the performance is just bad. Yeah. Or they're intentionally playing her as fakey fake because they're going to reveal later that she's deeply involved in something. Yeah. And if that is the case, it's still not playing right. So it's hard to tell, but the vibe that I get is, and my suspicion is that somehow Grundy knows something or Grundy's involved deep in some type of issue Mm -hmm. and she's using Archie to hide that. Grundy's not who she says she is. Yeah. I don't think. No. Um I mean there's also again, this is this does seem to be a bit of a cop out, but there's always the chance that Polly did do something. I also don't think Polly is wherever her mom is saying she is. Correct. Which is why part of the reason why Betty's not hasn't seen her. Right. Which is also why I, I still think my theory would hold up that yeah. Polly got pregnant and got sent away. I, you know, again, we're way too early to get enough pieces to be able to make mm-hmm. those to make good predictions. Mm-hmm. Though your theories so far are perfectly plausible and there's nothing wrong. So I just I feel like I don't have nearly enough clues I'm to even. I'm using my TV it. Spidey sense. Yeah, well, you're better at that than I am, for sure. I've watched a lot of television. A lot. <laughs> but that's Riverdale, episode two. It was good. I what I what I will give this credit, the show credit for, is that if I weren't trying to not be spoiled before we record, because we were recording this and we haven't watched episode three yet, um, I would be I would be binge watching this. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is fine. Yeah. Um, so that's good. All right. That's all we've got for this time. All right. We got to close up the chocolate shop. Mm-hmm. And just, you guys know how to get in contact with us. Website. Uh, we're also up on Instagram now. So it's macintosh.and.mod. That's where we're at. We're going to get that all linked onto the website if it's not already there while well, you have this. And we hope to hear from you soon. Thanks. Bye. That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes. And for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.